What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast here on the premiere night of season 44 of U.S. Survivor, a.k.a. Survivor the game of chess because apparently that's what the theme is this week this year of survivor we have the knights we have a sword and shield for the immunity idol we have a chessboard on the voting booth so alex how are you feeling after this premiere episode of what i'm going to be calling survivor chess survivor chess i like it um, yeah, feeling good. Uh, it was a long episode. Uh, I feel like we got a, a lot of the kind of post first challenge dynamics. We saw a lot uh, from the different tribes, which was helpful. Um, but really, I'm I was sluggish a little bit throughout the episode. But that tribal council that jolted me back. Uh, that awake. was quite the tribal um quite and tribal. several several you know markers uh for this episode that i was excited about uh well some that i wasn't excited about we got three medical stoppages at some point uh, in the game right between uh bruce which like first off bruce we are so sorry mm-hmm. it, i hate we'll talk more about that hate to see someone go that way we see Team Caleb's tribe member Matthew, which we 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 saw that in the preview last season that some, that Matthew was falling down. I thought maybe he wasn't going to be hurt that much, but it looks like he did hurt himself pretty significantly. And then we see uh, Brandon go down mid challenge. Uh, so like w- three injuries. We also see the uh, shot in the dark for the first time yep. used successfully we see two brand new advantages enter the game whether you like it or not and three and most importantly alex we see the return of the tribes paddling off into the distance to their (laughs) tribes you really love that and that (laughs) might be the best thing that happened tonight jeez man you you love that (laughs) Yes, I texted Alex as soon as that image came because it it just reminded me of old older Survivor, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know that for the most part they're being taxied around on motorboats from place to place. That they have you know a crew of people all around the camp. No, they but... don't. They are by themselves. Okay, okay. I know that they have like contact lenses like hidden behind the tree. So, but it felt like. Oh, this this might be survive. Like it feels right. Like give me get. I know it's fake, but give me the illusion that it's not. Yeah. Uh, of course. Then you know we just have like all the other stuff that I'm not a huge fan of Modern Survivor. After that, but it was I loved seeing the boats. Yes. Well, and you missed too the the birdcage twist, which was new. We found the key and we figured out what was inside. So yeah. that well, was we already also... we already knew what was going to be it. That was spoiled already. Right, right. But we got to see it play out as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, we overall, I think it was a solid premiere episode. Uh, I said it last season that when you have two hours to tell a story, then you you get more to tell, and it showed up in this season. Um, I, I'm intrigued by some of the characters. I actually thought that 
they did a good job with the edit highlight giving people an opportunity to say something right not everyone got a ton of content bruce goes home early and we don't get a ton from him but i still know a little bit about him i got to see him on the screen so I, i appreciate that about the premiere and i think we're in for some fun characters and People that are willing and ready to play the game. My girl Claire, winner pick, came to play. Lauren came to play even more. So, Alex, let's jump in uh, to this uh, try this not this tribal, but this episode. If you are joining us, uh, maybe you've been following along with Australian Survivor, and you're joining us for season 44 of US. Welcome. If you've been a listener for a long time, welcome back. We do recap reaction episodes, uh, so we're not going to go through every single detail of the episode. We're going to talk about the highlights, talk about the things that are most exciting to us, and uh, yeah, so l- let's jump in, Alex, and let's talk first of all about right this opening challenge, and uh, in particular, uh, what I think is one of the most interesting characters on the season and that is carolyn right so uh does care which i i I must i have to pause and stop alex because i i know that you missed the first few minutes so i must double check with you before i ask this question and you don't have an answer yes did you see the end of the opening challenge i did not (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, never mind. Uh, but Caleb, talk- Caleb, my my question for you: How did you feel about this opening challenge? <laughs> I had to work late. I'm sorry. Uh yeah. Well, I was going to talk about Carolyn's epic fail at throwing a a ring over a pole. Uh, that that purple tribe is an interesting one, right? We have both Carolyn, who I'm like, I think you might be a little annoying to me this season, but but I also see after the fullness of this episode could see her growing on me very quickly. Um, that might be an unpopular opinion. It is for my wife, at least. Uh, and then we also have Jam Jam on that tribe, who is like, we already knew was going to be a, a, a wonderful confessionalist and yes. someone that we are excited to see and cheer for. Uh, but and then we also see Bruce, right? His head gushes open with blood. It, like My wife called it, it looked like a zombie apocalypse. I, it was a for, fun first opening challenge. I So... Alex, just so you know, they sent people off in twos to -hmm. go pick up puzzle pieces. And I really thought for a moment that we were going to see the return of that two people off, do a little challenge, and they get a a decision to make about, or at least the three people to to be able to make a decision about getting advantages that we saw. I believe that was season 41. I think so. Or, or, yeah. or 42. Uh, Dre- Drea was in it. I, I remember 42, that. Yeah. Uh, 42. Drea High and Lindsay, I think it, mm-hmm. it was. Alex, why don't you think we've seen that particular kind of opportunity advantage back since then? Because I, th- I thought it was interesting. I agree. Yeah. I was thinking about that with um, also Drea's uh, need to like stick her hand in the red paint yep. and to be like caught red handed uh, with an advantage. And we, we didn't see that last season either. So uh, I thought those twists in 42 were fun. Uh, they were unique. They were exciting. My favorite scene in Survivor 42 was that scene of them like throwing fake blood on each other 
Yeah. And, you know, then running back and Lydia's like, are you bleeding? Like, what's going on? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I, I love that so much. I think it's that season in particular had a lot of this, like, it is risky to go for an advantage, not just metaphorically risky or strategically risky, but like very literally you are going to get caught if you are not savvy about this. Yeah. So um, I don't know why we haven't seen that yet. I think there's still room for that to happen, but it feels like the evolution of these uh, twists and strategy, the new advantages uh, it's expedited, especially with this season where episode one, we, you know, this episode, we saw the return of Escapade Island as you coined it. And not the journey as Jeff calls it. It's Escapade Island. Yes. Yes. And it is not only a different format than what we've seen for the last couple seasons, but two brand new advantages already out the gate. So I feel like we are throwing the 41, 42, 43 advantages to the waist side. And we are jumping in with three new types of advantages with the birdcage and these two new ones at Escapade Island. Yeah, which I can appreciate to to be clear. Um, I, I appreciate the difference. It's but it's or trying new things. But I also like when something is intriguing and cool, I want to see it back again. Like yeah. they they've thrown a lot of different things at the wall in the last three seasons. And that was one of the things I thought was very cool. Um and, and I wonder if it's, you know, they don't this cast likely saw 41 and 42. And so they're mm-hmm. trying not to repeat anything they did in those seasons. However, and we see it with the cage, like it's okay to create some paranoia, like send people off by themselves, give them a very long task to do with no advantage and then make them come back. And everyone's like, why did that take so long? Right. Did they, did right. they get an advantage while they were out there? Uh, creating some of that, interesting paranoia i think is what is fun about right survivor like we've seen seasons past where someone goes and does something and loses a vote or or like only has a small bag of rice and they're like oh the rice bag should have been bigger they're totally lying about that and it's like no that's just literally they're being honest and and so it's fun to watch those moments uh so i kind of wish we we could see that back but regardless uh, again, we'll rather than kind of get further along into it, I do just want to acknowledge, like I said before, Bruce uh, mm-hmm. having to be medevaced. We hate to see it anytime someone has to leave the game uh, outside of their own control. And I, I like watching him like realize he was going home. I, I hurt me. Yeah, uh, being a super fan dreaming of being able to get out on the show and a freak accident takes you out. Uh, and especially like, right. He gets medical assistance. They tell him he's going to be okay. Yeah. And like, so he thinks he's in the clear and then just doesn't. Feel... And so, which I like Alex, I know that you have some issues with current Australian survivors. Uh, first medical situation of the season. Uh and we, but their rule of people get 24 hours away from the game yeah uh for medical um assistance i think this is a re, a big proponent for that rule in us survivor yes if it went back to 39 days which i know it's not going to yes, yes it's a broken record for 26 days if you're out for 24 hours like 
All right. Like that's that is not a significant percentage of the game, but a notable percentage of the game that you are passing through. Um, Yeah, I do like that. That uh, rule in Australian Survivor for those who aren't watching. It is if you need medical attention and, you know, need to see a doctor or be hospitalized, uh, you are reevaluated 24 hours. You can leave the game for 24 hours and be back in the game yep. if you are cleared at that point. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I wish that could happen. Um, I agree with you. It's it's terrible to see someone go, especially night one, um, just knowing how much goes into casting and getting things set in your real life to go out there for, yep. you know, 45, 50 days, no matter where you place. And then realizing you're out there for a single day before a concussion or whatever it was takes you out. Yep. So um, really, really hard to see. Uh, wish him all the best. Glad to hear that the next day he was uh, starting to do better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe one day we will get that first boots season and we'll see him and some maybe other medically evacuated people back uh, back on. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit, too, about right the tribes go like the reward challenge is done. The tribes go back to their camp uh, and we see the orange and the purple tribe. We see the return of sweat versus savvy with a. Two twists, mm-hmm. right? So in the previous three seasons, the savvy decisions involved the whole tribe figuring out the puzzle. Uh, this time, it's only two people. And yeah. the second place tribe le- gets to choose the choice first and leaves the th- third place tribe left with the final decision. And so we've kind of like talked about the sweat versus savvy, like how you make this decision before but given the two person twist right that that savvy is just two people and you get 15 minutes versus two people in four hours but what what it would be your thought process in making this decision alex yeah first of all i love the uh nuanced change of this because for the previous seasons when it was everyone does savvy or two people do um, sweat the biggest uh you know consideration of that is going to be two people isolated from the other four people in the tribe and if you're one of those four people are you nervous about those two people making an alliance if you are one of those two people are you nervous about the other four people making an alliance without you and so to force no matter what you're going to split the tribe four and two i love it i, I think that's genius i think it's a great addition to this twist uh, my thought process, I mean, I don't want to do either one, <laughs> to be completely honest. Uh, I would try my hardest to not be any that too, uh, no matter what it would, if it was savvy or sweat. The savvy one this season, uh, I would have never gotten it. Uh, Last it, season, I would have never gotten it. I think the triangle one from like, is that 41, maybe 42? I think I could have gotten the triangle one. I'm mm-hmm. pretty confident in that. The one last season that was way over my head. I don't think that way of like, let's move a number and and make it you know, yeah, ten times well, bigger. Like, uh, I'm not Sammy. <laughs> I, I, I you know. Uh, well, speaking of Sammy, uh, let me just shout out the juxtaposition of Sammy and Carson's strategy in this moment, because Sammy and if you remember from season forty three, 
makes a comment about how I don't want to be the big shot. I don't want to like draw too much attention. And then immediately is like, Hey guys, guess what? Watch <laughs> this. Bam. In your face. Uh, and just like, at, like really huge target, like huge expression. Meanwhile, Carson, we get the confessional from him where he says, yeah, I wanted to be picked for the puzzle, but I didn't want to volunteer. I wanted my tribe to pick me. And so yes. like, works it so that he gets picked without actually volunteering for it, which like shout out to Carson. That is yes. brilliant yeah. um, to not really highlight yourself uh, as a I'm volunteering for this. And like, right. If he messes up, he can like kind of fall back on. Well, well, yeah, I, I tried guys. I did my you best. Picked me. You yeah. picked me. Right. So I, well, and- I, that stood out to me. Yeah, and it feels like both the Savvy and the Sweat were significantly more difficult than they have been previously, in my mind at least. I think that I think the triangle one was probably harder. Okay. Um the, I think there was more ways to mess up or like forget some triangles in that because there were just so many. Uh com- but I, I I will note that the triangle one was meant for six people to solve and this one was right. meant for two people to solve. So, right. and right. they only had 15 minutes where I think the triangle one, they still had an hour. It was, yeah, it was a long, a long time. Yeah. To do uh, Alex, I also want to ask you too, though, the, what is your thinking? All right. Let's, let's say that you aren't going to have to do either uh, of the, the challenges, but you're on the orange tribe, the, uh, uh, Ratu tribe. So you get to pick first. Which one do you get your tribe to pick? Sweat, if all things being equal, right? Like you have two people that are going to be you know, strong and can do it, or two people that are good puzzles, and it's not you. Yeah. H- how do you make that decision? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm as quiet as a mouse during that decision making process, right? Like I am, I'm not speaking. <laughs> Even if spoken to, I'm not speaking. Uh, but I think if I have to make that call, yes, I I'm, think, I'm telling you, you have to make the call. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wouldn't. That's my answer, man. Uh, if for some reason I had to, um, and I had two people I thought you know were were willing to do the physical challenge, and two people who were willing to do the the puzzle, I would I would put them on the physical challenge. I think typically the physical challenge is a little bit more straightforward. Um, and if you have uh, two individuals on your tribe willing and able to do that, it's a little bit more of a safe bet. I mean, I think those those puzzles, I mean, you lose track of one line and you are your host at that point. And so there's just so much more room for error with a puzzle than there is with a physical challenge. So I think I, I would push towards the physical challenge. The downside of that, unfortunately, is your two most physical individuals on a tribe of six are now exhausted going into the first tribal council, which perhaps that is what led Brandon to go down is just a level of exhaustion from the previous day that wasn't shown. So um, it's a risk, but Hey, if two people raise their hand and say, I'll do the physical uh, have fun, have fun guys (laughs) uh, or gals, whoever you are, uh, I will go build the shelter and make an alliance with the other three people. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think so. One of the things I thought about was, right, this idea of having two people be gone for 15 minutes versus two people being gone for up to four hours. Um, I almost want to say that, hey, you know what? We might lose the puzzle unless I have zero people that are like 
I can't do a puzzle at all. Like we will lose this. We're like, we're not doing it. I almost want my tribe to do the puzzle. Hmm. Like I, I want to have that extra three hours and 45 minutes with my other two tribe members to help build camp together, to hmm. help like build relationships and get to know one another. And so I wonder if that played into any of the decision-making. And then likewise for the other tribe, right? I'm then forcing two strong people to exert their effort for four hours. It's less people to help maintain camp. Yes, the risk of not having supplies uh, is big, but I I almost wonder if like that's a, that's a trade-off I'm willing to take. I'm willing to take the risk of not having some of those supplies and having the help getting started with camp more yeah so. yeah well hey those two individuals who go into the fiscal side uh they're on the outs already uh right. and if i'm not one of them great and if they exert themselves too much and they win us supplies and then they lose us the challenge great it's one of you two going home thanks everyone like <laughs> i right. take well well, we, that obviously did not work for Ratu today. Well, well because right? the idol, right? But it, that was that was the intention. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. Anyways, that that them being on the challenge has nothing to do with it. it. Had everything to do with an idol being found and in play. Which brings me to the next topic of conversation. It is these cages, Alex. What are you thinking? How do you feel about the addition of these cages to the season? I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I think it creates a new level of chaos that U.S. Survivor has not demonstrated in a long, long time. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty sure the beware advantage has brought a lot of chaos in. Not, I mean, in terms of day one, hour yeah. one, the whole tribe is staring at this cage. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's incredible, right? Um, I love that there's a fake idol in with it obviously when brandon opens it in front of everyone that takes away power of the the false idol part of me wondered if since they found it while lauren was away that they were going to put it back in the bag and like the five of them kind of go against lauren and not (laughs) say anything i mean i think again if i'm on the ratu tribe that's that's my pitch uh is to do that or to save it and try to you know let's pass an idol to the green tribe or the purple tribe or something like that and try to, you know, build an alliance and let it be a fake idol. So um, that's what I would love to do with it. I think it was fun to see. I can't remember which tribe uh, because they all kind of showed it at the same time, but someone was like, what if it's nothing? What if it's just meant to cause paranoia? What if there's no key? Uh, Which that's like a level of paranoia that the producers couldn't even imagine with it. Right. That's like another layer to this of, what if it's nothing and just to absolutely mind expletive uh, the entire tribe? Right. So, um, and then someone it. also thinks, are they, is that person saying that just so that they found it and they want us to stop looking for it? Right. Right. Like- right. It, it is. And it is a, just a very physical visual reminder of the chaos that can ensue. Yeah. And it feels like a ticking time bomb, right? Of it's day four, it's day five. No one's opened the cage yet. What's going on? If if you get desperate enough, you're opening that cage. So um, just really interesting all the way around. I think it's a really fun twist. Um, and I'm glad, that, again, I'm glad they put the fake idol in there. I think that that's the cherry on top for me. That's yeah. sweet. Let's, let's 
not only give them a gun with a bullet, let's give them a rubber gun. Like, you know, like yeah. <laughs> let's give them a fake one too. Um, so I love yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that brings us to, right. So we, two tribes do not find the key, at least that we are aware of. Ratu finds the key. What do you think of Brandon's play here, right? He initially hides the key uh, and then ultimately reveals it to Maddie. And then Maddie wants to keep it a secret. And then yeah. he reveals the key to, which like his logic of, well, now Maddie wants to keep it a secret. So I don't think I trust Maddie. It's like, dude, <laughs> then she shouldn't trust you. Right. Well, and that's what we see, right? Maddie immediately goes, great. So Brandon doesn't want to work with me, right. which it, I mean, that's a great assumption to be made for Maddie. Yeah, she got voted out tonight, but that read is perfect of I you I, I see you. I'm coming up to you. I'm pressuring you. Hey, you finally show me. Hey, let's keep this a secret. And you say no. Immediately, that means I'm not even in your radar of someone you're willing to work with, even with an advantage. So uh, I love Maddie's read on that entirely. Um, I think it's it's what needed to happen because they all went out looking for it together. Um, I thought about that of like, let's say the other three um, would be what Matthew. Um, I'm blanking on literally everyone else on that tribe. Uh, <laughs> who else is on that tribe? Jamie uh, and. You can do it, buddy. I believe uh, in Kane. <laughs> Jeez. I'm still learning people. Uh you know, they're gone and uh, Brandon and Maddie go open the cage in secret. And, you know, they don't know there's a fake idol in there. So I think at the end of the day, they could have thrown it back in there and locked the cage again. Um, that would have been optimal. But if the other could come back and the cage is open, it is either Maddie or Brandon. And right. if neither one is fessing up and neither one's blaming the other one, great. You're both targets now. Um, and, and just so the way it, it was divided out where it's you know in groups of two it's just not smart to keep it away from the rest of the group in that situation so um i think brandon played it great of hey this is mine and i'm playing it the first tribal council uh which is what he needed to do uh he he got the most votes and so it it worked out um so i i think brandon played it the best he could given the situation within that tribe of them looking for it yeah and I think the note that Matthew too is the one that's like, hey, let's split up so that no one can find it in secret, right? So yeah, shout, shout out to Team Caleb. Matthew did some not smart moves later on in the episode, but that was at least smart. Uh, and one of those not smart moves was climbing a cliff. Yeah, I was going to say, I, falling. <laughs> I can think of two off the top of my head. You know, I like to think that the producers were like, hey, Matthew, go climb that rock. We want a shot of you. And that's the reason he was climbing that rock. There's no way. <laughs> Get your tinfoil hat, Caleb. I'll give you mine if you want it. Yeah, you you have one on all the time. Okay, uh, Alex, a couple other things I want to note or point out as we kind of like move along in the episode. Uh, again, we see Bruce go home. Uh, Heidi, how awesome is Heidi? Like Badass. creating that fight. I, I love the moment of like, oh, I bet Danny will be able to do it. And Heidi's like, screw that. I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> That's what we need. That's <laughs> we need more of that energy. <laughs> you know, I, I not going to lie. I thought that I thought a little bit about picking Heidi for team Caleb. 
Um, and maybe she'll be my merge pick. I don't know because I, I, I already love her. I'm glad you didn't because I can root for her with a clean conscience now. <laughs> also, uh, Matthew is also a boss in the same way that Heidi is, right? Makes the fire. Yep. But maybe he's being too much of a boss uh, um, given this, try, right? There's this like moment of the confessional of, I can't remember who exactly it was, but it's like, yeah, I don't know what we would do without Matthew around. And he's like, tell him how to do the shelter, tell him how to find a crab. And it's like, in previous iterations of Survivor, that person is is good for the first couple of days and the people just get annoyed with it. Yeah. And especially with an injury. Yeah. And it seems like he and Brandon are, are closer. We don't exactly know where Jamie, Lauren or Matthew would vote tonight, just based on the situation. But it seems like he and Brandon are close. Seems like Lauren, Jamie and Kane are going to be closer. Uh, so I don't think Matthew's in a great spot right now. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about this tribal and, and like how the uh, decisions made in it kind of play out going forward uh, here to the end. But let's spend before we get there, let's spend a couple moments on the other two beaches. Right. Yeah. So uh, of the Tika and the Saka beach. Soka. 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 You know, I'm an Avatar Last Airbender fan. Soka tribe. And let's start with speaking Lama's favorite tribe of the season, the Soka tribe. Right. So. Uh, we see uh, a couple things like right, take place. I already, I already mentioned Heidi, uh, but anything stick out from you from this tribe? Uh, and, and as you know, we didn't get to see a ton of them, but but we saw enough of them. Yeah, yeah. I think the move of the the episode was clear. Yeah. Um, you know, pulling pulling Matthew aside on the sit out bench. Uh, yes. I love it. I mean, that is. It's unexpected. It's fun. And and even, you know, her to say, hey, like, what what do your person bring back? Uh, this is what we did. Just to cause that seed of doubt in another tribe. Anytime you can just F with the other tribe, uh, <laughs> while also building a cross-tribe relationship. Yep. Because we hear her go, I like you. Like yeah, I, Team I, Caleb working together. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I think it is so fun to see to see that. I think that was a great move. Uh, the other piece of this green tribe that stood out to me would be the uh, alliance with Franny and Matt. Yeah, uh, they seem like birds of a feather. And Absolutely. I, I'm nervous how they're going to interact with the other four members of that tribe. Yes. Um, we often see in Survivor kind of when two people link up because, hey, we we are very similar, we're very quirky together. Um, oftentimes that doesn't lead to a majority alliance uh, yep. in, in the rest of the tribe, especially with a small tribe of six. So yep. um, I am worried about the longevity of those two, <laughs> unfortunately. But I'm also pretty convinced at this point, unless there's a tr- uh, tribe swap, I think Green Tribe is is has the potential to stay intact until the merge at this yeah. point especially now that they're up six to five to five uh, and the other uh, two tribes, I mean, especially that, that purple tribe, uh, if it's a brute strength, uh, they, they're going to be hurting. Uh, so yeah. I, I think the green tribe, they, they've got, I mean, to sit out Claire, who seems to be both physical and very strong mentally in the first challenge. I mean, that's, you're sitting out a, a, a starter <laughs> in my mind. I think they're all starters. So uh, that that's a strong tribe, and I think one that we should all look out for to go deep. Yeah, absolutely. I, the Soka tribe, like the Claire, awesome moment. Heidi has an awesome moment. Uh, loved all of it. Uh, 
but uh and his name is escaping me now the uh, franny and matt matt yes matt matt gets sent to what i deem as escapade island loses two votes right not just his first one but the second one Uh, to your point about right a twosome being right maybe the two people out in a tribe of six and him not also not having two votes, I, I think is dangerous. And remind me, you may not know off the top of your head, is it his next two votes for his two tribals? Or yeah. is it, oh man, if they do go far, we could see like that hurts. The, the merge tribal council being the one of the ones that he does not have a vote for. Yeah. Like, that that I mean, is feasible. And we saw that in 43, multiple people at the merge did not have a vote. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I did appreciate, (laughs) though, and I didn't realize people could do this. Bring back the notes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. I think that's a great way to clear your name a little bit. Uh, And I like that he didn't give away everything. Right. It's hey, here's the shell. Here's the parchment I got. I lost my vote. I'm sorry. And I stopped. That's a very plausible story. And. You know, if there's any sense of doubt, the next person from the green tribe, the Soka tribe that goes, they are going to be able to confirm that is the exact note. That's the exact shout. Like it, there's going to be no question about it. So yeah. um, I love that he did that. I think that's great. And it led to that clear moment, which I, you know, I said, I love. So uh, yeah. all of that together, uh, really great foresight for Matt to say, I'm going to throw this in my pocket to clear my name because we often see in new era survivor people come back from escapade island and it's like do you tell the truth do you lie and no matter what they do there's still doubt in everyone's mind so to be able to give hard evidence um that was innovative and yeah. i love a good innovative uh castaway well and absolutely too right and it's that idea that he gave part of the truth right and that, that is key to manip like manipulating a survivor a key to of working around when you have a disadvantage in the game is you tell part of the truth maybe not the whole truth because it right people believe it so yeah. uh which like while while we're on that we'll, we'll get to the other beach here let's let's talk about escapade island right we see matt go we see uh sarah go and um lauren all go uh, i love this kind of new iteration right we saw in season 41 and 42 it was the same dynamic of like, you're going to risk your vote. You're going to not risk your vote in season 43. They did something a little bit different. And I love that for this one, it's different again. And I, I feel like given how it was the, everyone has to pull something and you get additional choice later. And maybe that there's different advantages in all three. I don't think we're going to see this again. Yeah. Uh, Cause for, for, if they do even Escapade Island two more times uh, between now and the merge, and they're probably going to do it more, there's a potential that you're adding four to six more advantages in the game. And I, I just don't feel like they're going to do that. Yeah. Maybe they do a new <laughs> era, but I'm excited to potentially see a new mechanic every time or a new yeah. something a little bit different every time. Alex, what is let's put ourselves in everyone's shoes except for Lauren, right? She's the only one that draws it correctly on the first try. Yeah. You have just lost your vote. Do you stick your hand back in to 
try the 50-50 shot or do you stop? I think I do. I I, yeah. I think I, I go for it because it's similar to what Matt did of, hey, people know the season they watch 41 and 42. They understand that if you go, there is a good chance you were losing your vote. No one has a clue you could lose it twice. Yeah. So uh, I I love that. First, I love the mechanism of you have to draw uh, because I think previously we saw a lot of people play it safe, which often is the smart move uh, depending on your tribe dynamics. So both that and, you know, the, the sweat versus uh, savvy where only two people can do it. I feel like this season it's kind of forcing the hand of the players a little bit to be risky. Uh, and to put themselves in dangerous situations instead of playing it safe. So um, I appreciate that nuance change for this this season. Um, but yeah, I, I draw twice, yeah. uh, hands down, no matter what. I, I um, think that's the choice too, right? Yeah. I, 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 you have a 50-50 shot of getting an advantage at that point. Just go ahead and risk it. Um, unless, given that it's the very first time, right? It's a different situation if we are maybe one or two votes from the merge. Uh, but given that it's like very first one, give yeah. it a shot. Yeah. Uh, and so the other question here too, is like, what do you think about these advantages, right? The bank your vote advantage, which is essentially an extra vote type of yeah. mechanic, uh, but you it takes some maneuvering around and a, uh, this inheritance <laughs> advantage, which I, I'm just going to say it. Uh, those do not seem equal. Correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious too of like how they determined who was going, who's going to get it, the possibility of getting each one, and yeah. what was the third advantage, yeah. right? Like, um, because these are brand new. Uh, yeah, I I'm very curious to see how the inheritance advantage works. Um, yeah. and and who can play that off. I think if we see something like uh, an advantage gate that we saw in Game Changers, I mean, that's the perfect time to play it, right? But even um, so often, the player you vote for plays an idol or gets an idol played for them. I mean, that's the perfect kind of ace up your sleeve to say, I'm safe too. I, I'm not yeah. going to be the casualty of a, a ricocheted vote. Um so I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there. I think saving it around the merge is going to be the best bet or until the end game. Um, but with Lauren's advantage, I think she played it perfectly uh, yeah. because you're basically you lose your vote to get an extra advantage. So it is yeah. kind of that same as everyone else who lose your vote. But there's the ace up your sleeve of you get an extra vote later on. If I'm Lauren, I do to a T what she did. Uh, yeah. Yep. Sorry, guys. I lost my vote. Because next time someone goes, it's plausible. Hey, yep, you lost your vote. And even we saw tonight at Tribal, uh, Jeff just said, that's all. There's only there's only three votes in here. And we know two of them didn't get a vote. That confirms Lauren's story. Hey, she didn't get a vote either. So people think she just had a disadvantage. Yeah. No one has a clue she has an extra vote now. So that's the move for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I agree. I, I loved how Lauren played that uh, in general. Um, I don't know that I love the inheritance advantage. Mo more likely than not, it's going to be used as a, like, I get an idol after someone plays it. And Alex, I, I want to understand your understanding of this. It sounds like, right, you mentioned, like, if someone plays an advantage, like, an idol, then I'll be safe, too. It won't is that what it is? My understanding is that it's all the advantages that get played 
I get them for the next day. Oh, not, not that I get them. I get to use them that day. I that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So theoretically, <laughs> I had it wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like that's why it's like this seems way too powerful because theoretically someone could play like two idols could get played in a yeah a tribal council, which is not out of the question. And you get two idols immediately. Yeah. Like obviously, I like, like I was like, yeah. why is it called an inheritance? That's dumb. <laughs> like that's that doesn't make sense. No, the yeah, other okay. thing I, yeah. I also wonder too, I don't think this is the case, but are shot in the darks considered an advantage? Like theoretically, let's say Lauren gets the inheritance advantage, an idol gets played, and two shot in the darks. Can she get all three of those things? Like get the shot in the dark back to then have three opportunities to play shot in the dark instead yeah. of one? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I, I mean that's a great question. It is a great question, which is why like I think both advantages are interesting. It's why, like, don't throw so much new stuff in all at once, right? Yes. It's just too too many questions around this. But I am excited to see how the inherited advantage plays. I think everyone played it perfectly in turn, maybe not perfectly, but played it well coming yeah. back from Escapade Island. It's unfortunate for Lauren that right Claire is wise and said, "Hey, like, let's." Let's co- co- collaborate and cooperate these stories. Uh, and But given that like there's only three votes at the tribal council, Lauren's potentially in the clear at this point, Like even if For she sure. didn't have a note. So, uh, But I still love Claire's gamemanship. Yes. Which brings us to our last topic before we kind of like, uh, well, wrap, get, get to the end of this conversation. Uh, but any highlights from the uh tika beach which is the purple tribe obviously we see bruce go but any standouts we didn't see a ton of them this episode yeah i mean i i like that there's now a majority alliance that's formed uh with sarah helen and carson um good on them for being able to form that uh good on carson for gaining what 30 pounds of muscle is that what he said dude dude looks ripped like bro (laughs) like unreal uh, so that's great. Uh, Jam Jam is incredible. Cannot wait to root for him throughout the season. Uh, Carolyn is also incredible. Uh, and I am curious to see how she does uh, this season. I I am both are entertaining, both Jam Jam and Carolyn. I feel like Jam Jam may be able to uh, maneuver their way through the tribe um, a little bit more than Carolyn. And we even see that <laughs> them talking to Carolyn. It's like, I just want to like, I want to go up there and talk to them. But um, I think that just may be the classic kind of struggle of um, forming a new society. Right. Yeah. I, I loved uh, Helen's like comment about, you know, it's usually the person that people aren't going up to talk to that's on the outs. And immediately Carolyn's confessional, no one's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was excellent editing. Great job, Survivor. Uh, it was, that was awesome. I am intrigued. Like I said earlier, I think Carolyn's going to grow on me throughout the season. You know, I love a, a good sassy player. Uh, and so I, I, I see her becoming that a little bit. Jam Jam just looks like a lot of fun. I am very intrigued by Carson. I think he could be one of the more compelling younger players mm-hmm. that we've seen in a while to play. Um, so I'm very excited to see him in particular. So unfortunately, I'm afraid that this tribe is going to go to tribal council <laughs> more often. Uh, yes. 
I think Bruce going home, just like he was their big muscle. Um, and if there is a challenge that, right. If it weren't for maybe Matthew getting hurt, they're the ones going to tribal council, Matthew and uh, Brandon going down yeah. for this challenge that they're in tribal council. But speaking of tribal council, last part of this, like we have to talk about it. We see at camp, like it's not quite clear whose name is going to land on. It seems like almost everyone's name is throwing around. The only person I felt 100% confident wasn't going home was Kane uh, going into yeah. tribal council, right? Brandon, there's a reason to vote him off. He's injured. Like, can't, like we, we need to win challenges going forward. Maddie is shady uh, in terms of like Brandon feeling about that, about Maddie. Maddie feels shady about Brandon. Uh, Matthew uh, feels shady about uh, Lauren and what, whether or not she had something. And then freaking Jamie, Team Caleb, like, is just paranoid. Uh, so <laughs> I hey it worked for Gabler last year to <laughs> to claim I'm playing my shot in the dark for a stribal, right? <laughs> like, oh man, it like, did work so out. It it worked out, but you know, I wasn't sure who was going home. Uh so just as a recap, right? Both Jamie and Matt play the shot in the dark. And I want to give both of them the benefit of the doubt, right? In terms of like, oh, why are they like I'm not saying like why are they so stupid? Like, why what else do you think is the reason and the rationale for them to play their shot in the dark, right? Like what, what compels them to do that given the situation? Yeah. And obviously this is all speculation just on the few minutes we saw. Yes. Right. Uh, right. Like that's what I, we do. We're, we're a podcast. We speculate. Right. Well, what, well, I will say in a, in a recent episode, I think we were covering Australian survivor in an interview, uh, but you had said, Hey, anytime something happens that doesn't quite make sense from yep. the viewer standpoint, there is always some sort of motivation or something else going on that we're not seeing uh so that was very insightful for you caleb that's my one compliment for wow. you Thanks, of the man. month <laughs> you're welcome march 1st getting out of the way first day uh but so so that's my my assumption here i think for matthew uh he's injured and yep. he hears that jamie's playing hers and so for him it's like well i might as well play mine too uh you know it's Let's get mine out there too. I think there is enough to be paranoid from Matthew. Uh, also, if he realizes everyone's voting for Brandon, he doesn't want to vote for Brandon or thinks there may be a two-two split between he and Brandon. Um, that's reason to play it as well. So that yeah. that would be my thought process if I'm Matthew. Uh, for Jamie, I'm really intrigued by her because it seemed like she was not a target whatsoever. Her name yeah. wasn't coming up yet. It almost put a target on her at, at camp to say, I'm playing it, period. Yep. So that's a very risky move. What I like about playing at the first tribal council and be very upfront about it is demonstrating, hey, I follow through on what I say. Uh, I'm not shady. I'm here you know, as a loyal tribe member. And it, in some ways, if Shot in the Dark becomes a significant part of this season, it removes that aspect from her and that threat from her that she might play it. So um, I, 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 that could be a con, right? Because yeah, I was saying, that let's, be let's vote her out because we know <laughs> she's not going to play it. Uh, so maybe not a great move there, but um, at the end of the day, she got it right and she was safe. And, and yeah. my thing, even with immunity idols is like, Hey, if you play it and no one voted for you, like 
good on you. You're still safe that tribal council. Like you are not dumb whatsoever for that. Right. So same with Jamie. I mean, this is how I see it, right? Like you played it and you're safe. Good on you. Like, yeah. Could you have used it at a more optimal time? Yeah, probably. But at the end of the day, you made it past one night and that's sometimes all you need. Sometimes all you need, right? Things can change from day to day. And so, yeah, I, I agree, I, especially with the the take on Matthew. I, I think right, it's that, hey, I might be a casualty of an idol. I might, I'm just going to play it just in case I'm injured. And I think it's probably somewhat of a similar rationale for Jamie. Again, speculating. She is the, from in that group of people, the smallest tribe member, uh, potentially maybe the, the weakest athletically. And she might be thinking it's a tribe of six. They're lying to me. I've only known them for less than 48 hours. I'm a, I'm a typical target of a first vote. Uh, and so I'm just not going to mince words. Now, I do think, right, so the downside for both of them playing it is there's like some lost trust with your tribe of like with only six people, you not playing a vote is paramount like drastically changes the direction of the vote and we see that too here and even with lauren not playing her vote right i know that her tribe thinks she doesn't have it but the the most votes is it's a two one vote those other three votes could have sent someone else home yeah or 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 two votes could have sent someone other than maddie home yeah well Uh, i I think Maddie's the only one who can be pissed and she's off. Like, you know, (laughs) like, so she's, she's safe in that aspect. And, um, it's almost this move of, Hey, Brandon, like, yeah, like we, we played this, it was two to one. Like, you know, they wanted us to split it on Kane, they, you know, or, or someone else and almost use that as like, Hey, if we voted for other people, Maddie wouldn't have gone home who you wanted to go home. So yeah. um, is there is there a motive there to say, hey, we actually helped you out, Brandon, because the one person you voted for was the one who went home? Yeah. Well, I think the other argument potentially, too, if Brandon could be upset at, at Matthew, right, because if Matthew sure. would have voted with him, it's a two two uh, split and we and we revote. Maybe he doesn't have to play as idol. And I will note that Brandon played this smartly, not just because he had a public idol, but when he sees two people not have votes anymore and he thinks at max there are three votes, you go ahead and play that idol. Yeah. Because like you only know where one of them is, and you know one of the like Maddie's one of them and you're sus about her. Yeah. You just go ahead and play it. It was the right call. Good read on him. Yeah. Um uh, given the situation. Yeah. So but that, yeah, that, that was a great kind of fun tribal council. Like you said, like it perked kind of up the rest of the episode. If you were like, weren't paying attention to that point, you you were geared in. <laughs> so a- as we do every single episode of Survivor, Alex, we do our outwit, outplay, and outlast players or moments of the week. The outwit being social strategy, outplay being strategy around challenges and advantages, and outlast being who helped their game the most this week. So who is your outwit player or moment of the week? Yeah, for me, it is the trio of Heidi, Sarah, and Carson. Um, Very rarely in episode one in a tribe of six, can you form a majority alliance? Now, part of that has to be, has to do with Bruce leaving and now they're a group of five. So it's easier to get a group of, you know, majority group, three to two with that 
But for those three to be able to connect up together, uh, I really like that. And I, I think it's really fun to see. And they seem like they all have a pretty level head and uh, could potentially go far together. So maybe a bold prediction could blow up next week. I don't know. But I, I for me, that was a, a good moment that I think deserves recognition for. Is Heidi not on the Green Tribe? Heidi. Helen. 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 I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> Helen. 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 Similar Sarah names. Carson. Yes. Helen. <laughs> Sarah and Carson. I'm so sorry. No, I, I think was like, I think her last name is like L-I, right? And so the I and the hell like <laughs> that's that's why I, was, I I wasn't completely sure. So I was like, wait a second, who I saw is... the look on your face and I was like, that's not that bad of a pick, man. <laughs> like, come on. Like, what do you have against these three? So uh yeah, so my my apologies, Helen. Uh, Sarah and Carson. I think I misspoke earlier in the episode yeah. too, but uh, those three would win my uh, outwit award for the day. Yeah, that's great. Mine goes to Claire for her taking the opportunity to build a cross tribal relationship. That's more right? outplay, Caleb. No, because it's, it's about using, an advantage. Nope, it's using it's, it's social a strategy, strategy around of an advantage. No, absolutely it's social strategy. Absolutely outplay. It is social strategy. Absolutely outplay. It is social strategy. She is building a cross-tribal relationship. Uh, it's not about optimizing an advantage. It's not about finding an advantage. It's about building a relationship off cross-tribe and determining whether or not you can trust the person that went to Escapade Island to. Right? It's figuring out social dynamics. If you are listening to this for the first time or it's Way been to go, a while, Team Claire. Or if it's been a while for you, uh, Caleb gives me a hard time because I get these categories confused because Caleb makes the uh, definitions on his own. He changes it. Just I, li- I literally season. change it every I don't change so, it. I, li- I literally say it every single episode. Right. He just told you you changed it. So and then he w- went back and said, no, I don't change it. So that's that's what I have to deal with here. Okay. But what I'm saying is he gives me a hard time. And then so that's why I'm giving him a hard time. Whatever. Great pick, man. No, no, no. Okay, outplay the advantages or challenges. Yeah, uh, feels basic, but it's Brandon for me. Um, it's I I don't remember a time when an idol's been played uh, successfully uh, to negate the most amount of votes at the first tribal council. So yeah. uh, for him to play, it also takes target off his, his back since it was a public idol. So uh, all around great play. I would concur, uh, Brandon. Like great job, like great read. Needed what did what he needed to do. Didn't try to be cheeky with it and like try to like, oh, I can keep it. So get yourself another day, get that target off your back and maybe find it again. We'll, we'll see if it goes back into play or not. Last but not least, out last, who helped themselves the most going forward this try this episode? Yeah, for me, it's clear uh, for okay. for the reasons you've said, right? It's not only is she on the Soka tribe that is likely going to go pretty far without having to go to tribal council at this point uh that's great for all of them but for her to in episode one create a cross-tribe alliance and cause doubt in that other tribe already i mean there is an opportunity for lauren to go home because of what claire said 
she very realistically could have dictated the first vote of another tribe <laughs> by sitting out of the first challenge. I mean, wrap your head around that. So um, when we talk about maximizing your spot in the game, you set out and you are maximizing the hell out of it. So uh, Claire, 100%, um, I, I think she's in a great spot. And um, you never know, that could uh, help her later on down the road if for somehow Matthew's still in uh, when, they, hey. when they merge. We got a lot of content of Matthew. I feel great about Team Caleb. Uh, I, my outlast goes to Sarah. Uh, for one of the things you said, right? Building a potential alliance that goes forward early on, but then also the advantage that she won. Uh, yes, she maybe lost her vote for the first round. I'm still quite unsure if I think she still has lost her vote for the first one. But that that advantage just seems overpowered. Um, and the way that you can secretly like get someone's idol after they've played it like excellent and so just in terms of like she did that for herself she built social bonds i like how she go is is setting herself up for this pre-merge portion of the game we'll see how it all shakes out you never really know there's still a ton of game left to be played and things can change from day to day uh but the best news alex of all is that no one from team caleb or team alex went home so two, two seasons people, in a row, two people gone and, and we're still batting a hundred here. So we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. Jamie and uh, Matthew are worrying team Caleb just a little bit, given some of their s- sporadic playing, but I feel excited. great about team Alex. That's great. I mean, we didn't really see Danny after like the first 10 minutes, but that's I'm, great. I'm that. We didn't see Erica for eight episodes. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Well, if you are not subscribing to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go give us a subscribe. Like our post on Instagram at Speaking Llama. We are on YouTube as well, particularly for Australian Survivor, where all of our exit interviews are out there. Uh, So if you're following along with Australian Survivor, it's a great season so far. We're about halfway through. Jump in. It's not too late to start. You, uh, we, you only have to catch up on 15 episodes. Alex, don't tell them how many. Just tell them it's not too late to start. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we hope you join us all season long for season 44. We'll be coming at you with a recap reaction every single week uh, to hear my wonderful opinions on Survivor and Alex's terrible takes. Uh, but until next time, <laughs> we'll speak llama to you later. Later.